society can only truly function better right now at where we're at right now in the world is if we're giving back and helping one another. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. It, I have Nikki Shadro Snyder. I knew Nikki uh, before she was had the Snyder on the end of it. So I have to hesitate for a minute. I've known her for a long time. So Nikki is the co-founder of Project Pop Drop, but she's also the life and style editor from Hollywood Weekly Magazine and the co-founder of Project Pop Drop, obviously, and the co-founder of the Givefluencer Network, and also a co-owner of Platinum International Products and Services. So lots of amazing stuff. She lives in Los Angeles. And today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, a lot of it, about Nikki's journey because it is so interesting. We had actually met, I'll let Nikki um, share a little bit more about this, but we had met years ago when we started working with, with Nikki. I think she was interviewing me for Hint initially, but I mean, she is just this total badass, um, amazing female leader uh, turned entrepreneur, and she just makes it happen along the way. And so I invited her to come on the podcast to really share her story because as everyone knows, I mean, just through stories, uh, that's how we go and build and have a great, interesting journey and and do lots of things that we didn't necessarily think that we we could. So welcome so much, Nikki. To, for, excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. You could not be more excited than me to see your face right now and listen yeah. to your voice after so many years of fun shenanigans and hardcore business together. <laughs> You're so fun. Uh, well, really excited to see you as well. So tell everybody a little bit um, about little Nikki. So who was Nikki Shadro from, uh, were you always this just go out and get it person that that went out and, and overachieved? Or tell me a little bit more about little Nikki. All right. Well, it's funny that you say little Nikki. I'm definitely little Nikki now. I don't know where any of my heels are. They're all collecting dust. <laughs> but when I Knew you, Kara, when I was in my early 20s, pre-motherhood, I was in Seven Inch Heels every night, and little Nikki was actually a lot taller than she is now because I was on a red carpet every night in heels. When I, that's when I last was hanging with you. <laughs> that is so funny. It's so true, and it is funny. It's funny to think now that I would put on a pair of heels and not trip in them, but <laughs> it, I had a very interesting journey. Um, it's true, when we met, I was the life and style editor for, I think, a few different publications. I worked with Brentwood Media Group, which owned a few different titles. They owned Brentwood Magazine, Malibu Beach Magazine, 
Beverly Hills Magazine. They owned um, Hollywood Hills Magazine. They had a couple different titles under the, the publishing company. And I was the life and style editor with a syndicated column in all the publications. So not only, you know, was I writing my columns, but I was going out every night. I was basically like Carrie Bradshaw. I had a column. I was in like a fashion-y, fashionista type of outfit and going out every night. And that was definitely my whole 20s. But over the years, I started working with a, a few other different publications. And my work with the publications kind of threw me into the event business too, mm-hmm. where people were saying, okay, Nikki can produce a photo shoot for celebrities and do covers and you know, coordinate photo shoots. So why don't we just have her coordinate the events as well? So I took a crack at it and I never really turned back <laughs> after that. And that's how we started working together past me writing about you in my column, which I was so excited to write about a female founder with such an amazing idea. And I, I knew it was going to be special, but I had no idea how insanely amazing the brand would become. I mean, I knew it was going to be good because first of all, it tasted amazing. And I always had them in my house, like for the last 20 years, <laughs> they're the only water besides actual water that I would have in my house or would have on the set at any shoot or any red carpet event. It was like my go-to brand and water that I would always pull from. So you're my girl, Kara. Oh, you're so sweet. So you worked as a, as a writer, as an editor on so many different magazines. Did you know that you always wanted to write? I mean, how did you start writing initially? Well, I actually initially went to school for fashion um, and merchandise marketing. I went to FIDM University mm-hmm. and I majored in merchandising, marketing, and product development. And while I was in school at the Fashion Institute, I was trying to learn all these different jobs because I knew that I loved fashion, but I wanted to see like where my place would be in the business. And I initially thought I was going to be a buyer. How cool every girl wants that job. They think it's so cool that they can just get a budget and spend money and get to, you know, buy clothes for a clothing store. And it's basically like they think it's shopping, like when you're a young 19-year-old girl, you know. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, 
Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And you don't realize how much math is applied to that job. And when I did jump into that industry and know how much math was involved, and I said to myself, this is not for me, I need to stay in my lane. <laughs> because yeah. that's not that's not what's that's not how I roll. So I knew that I had the talent and the drive to do it. But I knew I had to shift. Because um, that wasn't for me. So I figured out you know, the other jobs in the fashion industry were 
becoming fashion editors and celebrity stylists. Mm-hmm. And I really started diving into both of those businesses. Um, when I was in college, my first job was for a magazine called First Told Magazine. And it was a specific magazine um, that specialized in the beauty and fashion industry. Mm-hmm. And that was my first job there. And I started jumping from magazine to magazine since that first job. And then I started working as a celebrity stylist, which actually parlayed to producing fashion shows. And I, you know, you have actually been a big part of a lot of these events, but I started doing celebrity catwalk fashion shows. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. This is before influencers and all this stuff that's going down now. This is like old school celebrities when they were called tastemakers and celebrities. So I just started, you know, I always had my columns, but I started getting into event production and fashion show production and styling celebrities. So I never actually had an agent. I was just such a young hustler that I just used my column in the magazine and I would reach out to like the it girls at the time, you know, and I would say, do you want to be in the magazine? And I would love to style you, you know? So of course they wanted to be in the magazines. So it wasn't that hard of a pitch. And I started um, captivating like relationships with designers and I loved showcasing new designers as well because I really like to help young talent elevate higher so it was really something that I really enjoyed and was passionate about doing so it just it went from just being an editor for a magazine to a columnist to event production to celebrity styling and that pretty much sums up like my whole 20s of just working in fashion and entertainment that's wild. And obviously it wasn't just in Hollywood. I mean, you did some other events outside of Hollywood, right? You did Sundance and a few other I have a lot. I it was a it was a long uh streamline of events like internationally. And but I you know, it's funny because I always had the magazines too. So I always went into it like not just as an event producer. Like I always had to think about the best interest of the magazines and the branding of the magazines. And, you know, I'd be running the event and I'd have to like, you know, make sure that the sponsors had great product placement, but I'd also have to make sure that the images were going to be strong and that, you know, we had great content to put out in the publications, you know, and I had to meet the deadlines for that too. So it was that balance of like producing everything for everyone you know, the sponsors, the talent, the publishers of the magazine, like the designers that wanted the photo with the talent, like literally running and taping shoes. So you don't have to buy $900 shoes so they can take a picture on the red carpet and then take them off and then switch the shoes. It was just craziness, crazy town. And all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees, uh, you really made it look so easy for sure. So thanks. talk to me a little bit about the, your, next project. Well, I don't know if it was your next project, but your existing project that you're working on and the project pop drop. Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, I met my husband in 20, when you have as many kids as me, you, your dates get a little blurry. Um, but I think I met him in 2011 and Nikki way has four kids. Uh, we're in the four, four kid club. Um, uh-huh. but mine are a little bit older and uh, I Nikki didn't even know you had triplets. four kids. Yeah. And, uh, but mine are much older. I have three 
actually one just graduated from college, but um, two two still in college and one in high school. And uh, yeah, so I'm a few years ahead of you. I, I do remember those years fondly, but um, but I never had triplets. So um, which is what uh, Nikki has three and a half year old triplets, which is, um, you know, in and of itself, can't even imagine. So the struggle is real. Yeah. And not that she wasn't busy enough. She just decided I'm going to go and start Project Pop Drop. So talk to us about what was the inspiration behind founding it and exactly what it is. So my husband and I on our first date, no joke. And we say, we tell this story on every podcast that we do together. We both were talking about, you know, ourselves and getting to know each other, like any first awkward date is, but then both of us really connected on that we felt like there was a bigger picture to life besides us and our careers and hustling and selling something. And that we both really wanted to make an impact in the world. And as you know, like by all the charity events that we've done together in the past, which we could, I want to talk about some of those because there's been some really fun ones we could have, we could sidebar on, but we both like had, we really connected that we were both philanthropic people and that we really wanted to start something to give back. And to have some more balance in life besides just work, you know, mm-hmm. and raising a family eventually. Like this is way before we were parents. So we we really connected on that. And we really started brainstorming on that first date about the kind of foundation that we would want to have. And he said he I was already very involved with a bunch of different charities at the time on this first date. And he was telling me that he's in the office supply business and that um, on the last Saturday of every month, he goes to a different homeless shelter and brings food. And first of all, I thought he was lying and like trying to score a second date. I was like, no, you don't. I said, nobody (laughs) does that. I'm like, I want pictures. And so he showed me pictures, literally made him show, made this, saw the pictures. And it was like, you know, he was putting the pictures on Facebook. I'm like, okay, he's really doing it. And I said, well, let me ask you something. What's the name of your organization? And he said, I don't have a name. And I said, what do you mean you don't have a name? I said, you have to have, you know, a name and you have to have, you have to build up a brand and, you know, a company for this. It's, you know, a a foundation is also a business. And if you want to elevate awareness for it, you have to make it a thing. And he's like, why? I don't do that. He's like, I don't want to brag about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm not talking about bragging. I said, I'm talking about growth. You know, meanwhile, I'm telling him what to do on our first date, like literally telling him everything. I'm telling him how to restructure his company. Like I'm like on legal zoom, like, like seeing if a name is available, like this is first date. And he's like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know this guy's going to be my husband because I'm telling him what to do on the first date and everything. So (laughs) it actually worked out. And we really talked about what this foundation was going to be. And the next day we hit the gas and I swear to God, we've been doing it for 10 years now. It's been a decade of giving together. And we recently were just honored by the White House with a Presidential Volunteer Service Award and gold medal, which was a great honor. Amazing. Thank you. So it just shows like, you know, you don't have to just connect, you know, with match.com points or like on an app on like, do you have a six pack or not? Like sometimes you could connect on a deeper connection, you know, with somebody on a first date and actually execute it if you really believe in it. Yeah, no, I love it. And so talk talk to me a little bit about um, you know, you've got the brand, you decide to do project pop drop and how do you start this foundation? I mean, what, how do you, I mean, how do you figure out exactly what you're ultimately going to do? And I'm, I guess, you know, you're, 
your husband to be and now husband uh, sort of had started the concept of it. But then how do you grow it and and what exactly are you you all doing now? We started to make the commit. We made the commitment that on the last Saturday of every month that we would go to a different homeless shelter, no matter what, rain or shine. If it was a holiday, we're going to do it the weekend before the last Saturday of the month. We eliminated all excuses to not show up on that last Saturday of every month to hold ourselves accountable. So that was the first thing. Pick the date and stick to it of what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. Then we had shirts made, a website. We bought the domain. We put together a mission statement. We started reaching out to partners and sponsors. And what we really did is we changed the whole infrastructure of our for-profit business. So all of our customers knew exactly what we were doing. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the business model called cause marketing, right? Which mm-hmm. is sure the a famous brand, which is my friend that started this, uh, Blake from Tom's Shoes, started the one-for-one model. And that was cause marketing, where you buy a pair of shoes and then a pair of shoes is gifted to somebody in need, right? So I always think, Kara, in, that great entrepreneurs, you know, and great ideas from entrepreneurs always have to evolve, right? And in my opinion, the evolution of cause marketing was something that I coined within our company called customer cause marketing. And that's the, that's what we talk about on podcasts. When we go on, we talk about this customer cause marketing that we created within our infrastructure of our business, where not only do we tell our customers that a percentage of their orders for our for-profit company are going to Project Pop Drop, but we invite them to participate. So our customers have a, a pop drop, like with my logo on it, they have a pop drop box within their businesses, whether they're a hotel, a car dealership, if they're just, you know, a, a restaurant business, whoever we're working with gets a box and they get to participate on monthly pop drop. We call them pop drop donation drives. So not only I love it. Yeah. So that's, I mean, the customer cause marketing is actually making our customers our partners to help give back. And we show them the way how to do it. We invite them to not only collect the goods and donations, but on the last Saturday of the month, they're invited to come hand them out with us so they can really get all hands on deck and get the full experience of it. And they're not obligated to come. They can either drop it off to our office or we pick it up or they come. And a lot of times they bring their kids, which as a parent makes me really happy that we are teaching you know, the youth of America to give back because then we're really making an impact in the world because now the kids are seeing that this is really the way to do good work in the world by getting your hands dirty and doing it. And on that note, we also uh, partner with schools. LAUSD is our client and we partner with them and we do donation drives with the LAUSD school district where we have boxes in the schools and we have speaker series where we go in and we empower the students how to be great leaders and philanthropists at an early age and give back. And then we give them the tools to do the donation drives themselves. So they're really a part of it as well. I absolutely love it. And so what have you seen with, you know, obviously with the pandemic, I mean, the homeless shelters and I mean, how challenging and how much need is there, I guess, when, when you go in there once a month and, and sort of what you're doing. I mean, how can people help more, I guess, but also what, what would you say just from, um, given what you've seen? Well, first of all, 
I can tell you right now after doing this work and in this business for over 10 years now that it has only gotten worse, the homeless crisis, especially where I live in greater Los Angeles, but all around the world. I mean, pre-pandemic, it was at an all-time high. Now it's just completely devastating to see what's going on. And honestly, like a lot of people pulled back because of the pandemic and just stopped mm -hmm. donating. The need didn't stop, but people stopped. So I'm actually really proud of Project Pop Drop and our foundation that throughout the pandemic, we have not missed one Saturday of dropping off the donations because we said to ourselves, if we stop, then every, you know what I mean? What happens if everybody's stopping, you know, bringing these people who desperately need these, you know, essential items and life-saving supplies. So we didn't stop. And in doing that, we found out um, an interesting fact, which was that these are the cleanest places that you could go. And the people that ran these shelters said, Nikki, you know, I feel safer here than I do going to the grocery store because we are constantly sanitizing in here and it's so clean. And the people that are too scared to come, the funniest thing is, is that this is the safest place to be. So it just, yeah. so that was, uh, that was really nice and reassuring. So we could continue to do the work through the pandemic. But honestly, like we also created something that I think is, could be helpful to listeners that want to get involved um, with something like this. We, I call um, what we do in our business model and infrastructure, I call it the social responsibility system. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is basically CSR for small business. Because I thought to myself the same thing about, you know, cause marketing and that we need to evolve from that to the customer cause marketing because that was so great. And I think that CSR you know, corporate social responsibility in corporate companies is so great. But why can't small businesses have that? If small businesses want to give back and want to have a great system and infrastructure for it, why can't we show them the way? And that's exactly what we do with Project Pop Drop. We created what we call the social responsibility system, which is, like I said, it's um, CSR for small business. And that's how we hold ourselves accountable as small business owners to give back on the last Saturday of every month and weave that into our business. That's amazing. So you also launched the GiveFluencer Network. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, thank you. That was super exciting. So I um, was talking to my husband and I said, you know, I said, this influencer thing is like not going anywhere. It's so big. And I'm here nor there on the whole influencer thing because, <laughs> you know, like we've known each other for a long time. And before this whole influencer marketing the editors were the influencers, you know, the magazine editors were the tastemakers and influencers. So I'm like, I guess I'm like an elderly, an elderly influencer. I'm like a non-millennial elderly influencer. So I'm like looking at this and I'm thinking like, okay, I, I see that the influencer thing is happening. I not, I'm not mad at it. Although I think it has gotten a little out of control and not as positive as it could be. And I said, I would really like to create a word that was basically could spread as far as the word influencer has spread, but forgiving. So I said, I, I said, I, I guess what I'm saying is I want the world to start being give fluencers. And I, as I said it out loud, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I need to trademark this word. I said, this is a word where when somebody hears it, they're going to remember exactly where they were and what they were doing when they heard this word, because it's a word that can like 
single-handedly change the world if people get behind it. I believe that. Maybe it's like delusional reality, but I really believe that like we really need to do better and society can only truly function better right now at where we're at right now in the world is if we're giving back and helping one another. That's how we're going to function better. Absolutely. And I think oftentimes people just don't know where to go when they want to do it. Right. It's awareness. Yeah. And more than anything, awareness and also doing what they know how to do. So setting up this network, I think, is is definitely a an amazing first step for so many to be able to go and do that. So right. that's amazing. So what do you think is when you look back on on kind of some of your your roles and obviously you've had different careers along the way? I mean, what have you learned about yourself and and your resilience and, and, you know, just overall kind of what you've been able to accomplish. I think the best thing that I could tell you as an entrepreneur and a founder and a mother is that start looking at the world that everything happens for us, not to us, Mm -hmm. because the sun's definitely not always going to shine no matter what in personal or in business. But if you know, in your heart and your truest self, that things happen to us, I mean, for us, not to us, then no matter what, you will be able to elevate higher and get through whatever that situation is. Because entrepreneurship is a scary, crazy journey. You know, it's a risky, very, you have to have a lot of confidence and drive to do it. It's not for everybody. But if you know that you're here to learn, that none of us are ever done learning until the day we're gone, and just keep learning, keep soaking so up that true. knowledge. You know, every conversation, so like, I mean, every conversation that you have in life is knowledge. No matter where mm-hmm. you are and who you're talking to, you're going to learn something to elevate higher if you are open to doing so. I totally, totally agree with you. I think that that is such great advice. And I think it's so often it's, you look at the people today who have just, who are considered the most resilient and who have done really cool things and then kind of allow them to sort of take us back to when things were challenging along the way. And again, you've done such great things uh, for sure that those are the people we all learn from. And, and, you know, the fact that you've decided to start these foundations out of a, you know, not really knowing how to do it, but you just went and did it. And you're helping so many people. You're giving so many people an opportunity to give as well. So I think it's it's really, really admirable and terrific what you're doing. And you're also doing it as a parent, and um, which is great. And I'm sure your kids are still a little too little, but they'll, you know, really appreciate what you're doing. Believe, so. believe it or not, first of all, thank you for everything you said. That was really nice. And I greatly appreciate it. But I am so happy that my kids are a part of it, that since they've all taken their first steps, they've been giving back. Like there's not a weekend in their life on the last Saturday of the month where they have not been giving back in some way and learning that and having that instilled upon them. So I'm really grateful for that. That's, that's such a great thing to, to keep in mind too, and bringing your kids in um, to the business and, and letting them recognize, you know, how they can be involved too. I think it's, it's so, so important. So where do people find out more about 
uh, Nikki, and then also just Project Pop Drop and and obviously reading some of the stuff that you write for Hollywood Weekly magazine and and share a little bit more about where's the best place. So we have projectpopdrop.org. If you are interested in finding out more about volunteering individually with friends or you want to take your kids to events so they can see what's going on. And I highly recommend that for, you know, friends to have a good outing where they feel good about themselves after they come and see for themselves, you know, exactly where their good work is going. And just in LA right now, right? We're in LA, but we also are in uh, Tampa. So we have East Coast, West Coast monthly pop drops with teams. And believe it or not, believe it or not, Kara, our customers are international. So we're doing pop-up events like all over internationally. I love it. New York, DC. Um, we did one in Pennsylvania last month. So we're, we're popping up, pop drop, we're popping up everywhere. Popping, popping. I, yes. I love it. And then obviously Hollywood Weekly Magazine. Um, are How frequently are you writing in that? I have um, monthly columns there. So my columns will be there monthly and we're a print magazine and we're old school, but we are digitizing slowly but surely. <laughs> so great. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. This was so inspiring and it's so great to see you and you to learn a little bit more about your journey and good luck with uh, with the three and a half, with all your kids, but the three and a half year old triplets will we'll be thinking about you for sure, being a mom and, and uh, doing amazing things. Um, that's it's so so great to to hear all that you're accomplishing and and all that your all that your journey brings all all the goodness and and the gratitude and everything else that you and I have talked about and thank you everybody for listening and uh we are here every Monday and Wednesday meeting with amazing people who are doing cool things uh founders and CEOs that are uh starting new things that are, um, you know, really great and their journeys are really important for us all to learn from. So thank you everybody for stopping by and listening and definitely, uh, can't wait to hear from you and, uh, and have a great rest of the week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.